1: FM Talk on demand audio. And And I'm Ryan Recker filling in. He's a government watchdog, uh, watching at least issues in the city and county. And whenever there's an issue in the county, he's one of my favorite people to talk to because he's got such a great history of events, things that have happened in the past. Tom Sullivan joins us now. Welcome to 97.1, Tom. Thank you, Ryan. Nice to be with you. Merry Christmas to you. You used to send out the Christmas cards, but since I don't really work in the office anymore, uh, I miss getting that. It was always a nice little thing. <laughs> um, let me um, ask you about the Convention and Visitors Commission and the Convention Center, I should say, because recently one of the big headlines is, oh, we don't have enough money anymore. Isn't that always the case? You wrote an opinion piece about deception on the Convention Center expansion in Kitty Ratcliffe. I was hoping we can talk about that. Uh, overall, when you see the massive amount of money and time and energy spent into this thing in the history of the convention center and how they've tried to expand it, asking for more and more money. There's been a lot of problems with it. I'm hoping that we can maybe go through the history of the convention center and where it stands today.
0: Well, it started a couple years ago when they decided that they were going to uh, enlarge the convention center that they have in downtown St. Louis. And the deal that was struck was uh, they were gonna get $6 million a year for 40 years from the city and the county. That's a total of $480 million. Well, as part of the deal in the county, um, Hazel Irby, who was the councilwoman who was carrying the legislation, uh, she had asked for something for her district, some kind of a recreation center, and the council was was pretty good with that. So that was a deal that was struck in 2019. So then it comes up the following year, and uh, Kitty Radcliffe, the president of the Convention and Visitors Commission, she asked the council to, to advance 15 million dollars so they could get going. Well, they did so, but then they asked about the what's going on with the recreation center. Oh, we're studying it. You, we still haven't still haven't come up with a with a final plan. Then it gets up to a, a, another year. It comes up to 2020, and still hadn't been uh, still has no no word on the on the on the recreation center. So I had brought it up at a, at a county council meeting, and the council chair, uh, Rita Days. She has said that she has not she had not heard anything, so then they started asking, you know what's going on with that Well Kitty Radcliffe just decided to delay delay some more and and that's what she's been doing now finally, in October of last year, she comes up with this convoluted study and says, "Well, here's what we' come up with, and you know it's all yours now well the the thinking was that she was going to be the one who was going to plan on the- on the recreation center and they were going to be the ones to build it. That's what everybody was thinking but she didn't say that at the beginning, but then two and a half years later, she, she says that. So now we come up to earlier this year, and she's claiming that the, due to the fact uh, that inflation and everything, the convention center expansion is now going to need another $88 million. Well, needless to say, that's a pretty good, uh, pretty hefty amount. And then we come up to the RAM settlement, and they decide they're going to give $30 million to help pay for the, for the extra cost. And then, of course, she's now complaining that even that, of course, is not going to be enough, but she's blaming it all on the county council, claiming <laughs> that they delayed. Well, they didn't delay. She's the one who caused all the problems. She's the one who caused the delay. She's the one who caused the additional cost. So that's where things stand uh, stand now. They're going to be trying to get in some additional funding, and then I wouldn't be surprised if they want some more of the, uh, the ramp settlement money. But yeah. we will see.
1: It's never ending. And you do deserve a lot of credit for this because this idea that a recreation center needs to be built. I remember when you brought that up to county council and they completely forgot about it as if, oh, yeah, uh, whatever happened with that. And that's something they should have been on top of. I mean, that's a pretty big project, all things considered. And it's you that has to remember and remind them about this. Let me talk more about the convention center. So the idea and originally the argument was that if we were to expand the convention center, It would mean we can get more larger conventions in and big shows and it would pay for itself. And it's something that's holding St. Louis back because we don't have the space. There's already a lot of objections to begin with on that, to say that just magically speaking, if you build it, they will come. But the other side of it is uh, infrastructure side. Weren't they trying to build hotels and stuff to try to like add extra like, hey, we need more accommodations downtown in order for it to work as well?
0: Well, that's that's for sure, though. If you back up to the dome, that was the problem that they had was, you know, they had using the same arguments then that if we build this bigger convention center, we're going to get all this business and and all these people are all these hotel uh, owners are going to want to put a hotel in downtown St. Louis. Well, it never happened. They finally did build what's called a convention hotel, and the city had to subsidize it to tens of millions of dollars. I remember Ray Hartman called it a boondoggle for the ages. But none of the things that they were promising came true. Nobody wanted to build all these hotels. There was no revitalization of, of uh, downtown St. Louis. And also the, the dome was supposed to not only pay for itself but provide plenty of revenue every year. They said it would provide $41 million every year to the state, $19 million to the city, and $7 million a year to the county. Of course, none of that was true, but you know that was the big that was the big selling points. So 30 years after the dome, uh, none of the things have come true. The dome needs uh, many millions of dollars to fix the roof and, and and many other things. And now at the same time, they're saying we need to expand the convention center. And I'm not sure how it's going to all end, but, uh, you know, there's they're, a lot of money that they're throwing around. So you got the $480 million from the city and the county coming, and that's going to pay for the bonds. So now they got the $30 million on top of that from the RAM settlement money, so up to 510 and they're probably going, according to them, they're going to need even more. So the cost just keeps going and going up.
1: Yep. And you have to, at some point, evaluate it and say is it worth it the money that you're going to throw into it and if you do the cost analysis i would say it's a tough sell but somehow she did it but as your opinion piece in the post uh, post uh, it brings up the idea that there's a lot of deception that goes around with it too i think that if you were to earmark some of the key points here's what's going to happen if you expand it and they don't meet those earmarks then uh, especially given the history of it, then you don't even consider giving it more money. Um, it, that's really, I think, how you'd be financially responsible with a city that has an influx of money. You don't want to waste it because this might be your only shot to fix a lot of other things in the region. Uh, Tom Sullivan, a local watchdog, and I saw another opinion piece you put about, about Sam Page missing some more county council meetings. At this point, does he miss more than he makes, and has he missed more meetings than Steve Stanger?
0: No, I don't think he he he's missed more than uh, Steve Stinger. Steve Stinger got to the point where he didn't show up at all. Sam Page, he's he since August, he's missed eight. Of course, he's supposed to. He's supposed to. He's supposed to make every one. The county charter mandates it. But he has missed eight since August, and uh, we'll have to see what he does at the, at the beginning of the year.
1: Yeah, let's let's discuss county politics. Um, you lost your seat. They like moved your dedicated seat you had because you were going to so many of these uh, council meetings. You had a nice little groove going in the cushion. So, uh, have you still been attending these in person? And what have they been like lately?
0: No, I have, and I, I still have my reserve seat. They moved that. Uh, they just moved it back a little bit. They had to to put up a uh, section there for for uh, disabled folks, and uh, so I got I got moved a little bit.
1: Okay, so you got a you got a place uh, reserved. I think you have your own escort to your seat. Like they see it's you, and they'll say, "Right this way, Mr. Sullivan." Um, okay, so the county council meetings um, there got some excited uh, county council meetings during the pandemic. Of course, a lot of people worked up with the restrictions and whatnot. Has it calmed down? Have you seen kind of back to normal with that?
0: Uh, it has calmed down. There was quite a battle going on about the masks. Uh, you know, about various other related related matters, whether or not, you know, county workers should have to be uh, vaccinated. And that got to be pretty hot and heavy for a while. And uh, it has finally, finally calmed down. And uh, meetings are somewhat back to back to normal. But uh, at the last meeting, not only did Sam Page not show up, but we had uh, three council members also not show up. So uh, we'll wait to see what happens at the first of the year.
1: Did uh, you ever find out what happened to your mystery washing machine that you've been trying uh, to hunt down for years?
0: I have not, and I keep bringing that up, and I'm going to keep bringing it up. Uh, if you recall, this is the $2,200 that was spent for a washer and a dryer when Steve Singer was the uh, county executive. And I have no idea, well, who ordered it. I mean, I assume Steve Singer did, or at least somebody in his office. Well, then the question is, where did it go? And, you know, now that you have to you have to wonder what other things were bought out of this account. Nobody seems to know uh, what account it was. And the director of administration can't come up with an answer. The county executive's office can't come up with an answer. And I've been bugging the uh, the, the new county auditor about it. And uh, so far, uh, she has not been able to come up with an answer. So we'll k- keep going on that uh,
1: in the new year. No surprise there. Uh, did you hit your ride on the trolley lately? <laughs> uh,
0: no, the trolley, of course, is in for the winter, and yeah. uh, it, it's still it's still pretty much pathetic. The last weekend that it was running, uh, I think on the on the, the Saturday, it had the most people I've seen in a long time. It actually had six riders. Oh wow! It was running just Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then on the Thursday, the last Thursday that it ran, uh, no, not a single passenger could be spotted riding it. So. Nothing's changed on that, but they're going to just keep on running
1: it. Yeah, that's the thing. You have been paying attention to this so much that you will keep a mental note if you actually see someone using this public service in the way that they tried to pitch it. That's something only you, Tom Sullivan, I think is paying attention to. So I do appreciate that. Uh, Are there any other matters or topics that are on your radar right now in the city or county that uh, you think needs more attention?
0: Oh, right now I'm looking at a uh, an emergency repair that the sewer district's doing over in downtown Clayton, uh, $1.2 million. I have no idea what, what caused it if they're building a big uh, building there. So that's one thing I've, uh, I'm looking into. So uh, there's always
1: something going on. You are uh, great at what you do. You've been paying attention for a very long time. And I got to say, Tom, anytime we message out to you and there's something going on in the county, I say, I got to talk to Tom Sullivan. You always come on. So I wanted to thank you, wish you a Merry Christmas, and I really appreciate the time, sir. And uh, best to the new year to you. Thanks, Ryan, and uh, Merry Christmas to you. Tom Sullivan, you can find his work. Uh, often you'll see him at the county council meetings. Find his dedicated seat. Uh, he's normally wearing sunglasses to try to get away from the paparazzi, but if you do come up with an 8 by 10 glossy photo of him, from what I understand, he keeps sharpie markers in his pocket. He will pull one out and he will sign autographs, but you have to be very nice. Tell him you heard about it on 97.1 and then he'll sign perhaps his name with some stars around it on top of that but when it comes to like wasteful government spending tom sullivan is a star to me uh, it, to keep accountability in government spending it's so important to, in today's world cuz so many people They just don't pay attention and so much money is wasted. And how many times have we seen corruption over and over and over again in city and County politics and corruption around money? I mean, we're coming off of Steve Stanger and we got Sam page and we even had the aldermanic president in the city of St. Louis uh, bribery and all kinds of other issues. It's so important to pay attention to these things. And I always appreciate that we have people like Tom Sullivan around who's been doing it for years. Uh, When we come back, a few different stories I want to talk about. Nancy Pelosi's last presser. I wanted to play a few clips from that. And I saw this one story about a woman who had a car stolen from her, and now she's suspected of murder. What a story here in St. Louis, which we'll get to in a couple of minutes. I'm Ryan Recker, filling in for Mark Reardon on 971 FM Talk.
0: Get more at 971 Talk.com.